Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Coast to Coasties podcast. Today's episode, we'll be talking about how to get your finances in order from the ground running once you leave boot camp and report to your first unit, because a lot of people want to make a solid budget, start investing early, and set themselves up for a very good future financial-wise as soon as they enter their first unit in the earlier you start, the better it is by far. So in today's episode, that's the focus of what we're going to be covering. And I'll give you my advice based on what I've done since I reported my unit and try to help you establish yourselves for your financial goals and your particular futures. So without further ado, let's begin. Now, while you're in boot camp at Training Center Cape May, you are getting paid based on the rate that you signed up for. So you're called a seaman recruit Echo 1 the entire time you're going through boot camp. But if you sign a contract to be an Echo 3, an Echo 2 at the end of boot camp, that is the payment that you're going to be receiving during your duration at boot camp. However, not all that is going to be coming to your account every month because for the first few months from once you report to Train Center Cape May to you're at your unit, you're making dispersed allotment payments on all that gear that you receive while you're at Cape May. So your full power of your paycheck is not going to be really realized until about a month and a half to two months at your first unit. So I would recommend that you take the first month to month and a half to learn how to budget your money in a way that you still see a positive gain at the end of every month. And you can start establishing a budget. It never hurts to start early with that. But your real budget sheet is going to happen once those baggage fees are paid off from all your gear at boot camp. Because then you'll know exactly how much is coming in every month based on your pay. And different people have different pay additions based on the type of unit they're at. So if you're at a unit that doesn't have cooks at it, you get food allowances per month. And then some units, if you're on a cutter, you get pay every month. So you'll be able to work all that into your budget based on your specific circumstance. However, I'm going to give a general form for how I make my budget based on my circumstances. So what I do is I start by listing my positives coming in. So for me, I have my paycheck from the Coast Guard. That is my pay that I get every two weeks. However, I make a monthly budget. So if you want to make a paycheck budget, you'll do a bi-weekly budget. However, I just do mine per month. Then I list all my expenses. Now, I include investments as expenses because it's money currently leaving my account. Yes, it's being invested. It's not being spent. However, it's leaving your bank account to go into somewhere else, regardless if that's a retirement investment or a stocks investment, an active stocks investment or if you're investing in cryptocurrency. So the big players are your TSP that you're going to be helping set up with that boot camp. We'll talk more about the TSP later in this podcast. You're also going to have, if you have a private investment account with a private firm, that's also a takeaway. Your food expenses, your gasoline expenses, your utilities expenses, if you're at an apartment and you have Wi-Fi, especially after you become an E4, you're likely going to be living in the economy. You're going to have a rent or a mortgage, depending on whether you rented or bought a house. You're going to have all your additional expenses that your cell phone bills and your little utility things that you need. And there's your personal budget too. That's also going to be taken out of it. So it's good just to lay out 
all the expenses you have and how much is coming out each month per that. So car payments have fixed monthly payments. Cell phone bills, fixed monthly payments. You can list all those out. And then by doing so, you can see how much money you have allotted to you at the end of the month after all expenses are taken out. Now, a lot of people have a specific type of percentage-wise that they like to do for investments, expenses themselves. I like to start out with the investment side of stuff first before everything else. I take 40% of my total pay each month and I invest it. Now, that's been getting dispersed, obviously, between your TSP, your private investments, and your stock market slash crypto market investments. But that 40% is to invest in future growth of profits. If you take that out of your paycheck instantly, then you move on to take 50% out of expenses and such, like we talked about earlier with the car payments or the house payments, food payments, all that stuff is personal expenses. And then you take 10% of what your paycheck is for your personal me time budget for your hobbies and interests. So if you like recording podcasts, maybe you want to get a upgraded microphone. So you leave X amount of dollars in based on your monthly income for your podcast and budget. And you can use that monthly budget to upgrade your equipment each month, progress by progress. Now you should have a little bit left over after doing the budgeting like this because Maybe your expenses aren't as high because we are in the military and we have a lot of stipends and stuff paid for. We have basic allowance of housing. We have basic food substances covered for us. So we don't have to worry about those types of payments. So if you do have extra, you can decide whether you want that towards your personal budget to increase your monthly spending. Maybe you like to go out to eat a little bit more, go out on some fun adventures. So you'll use it on your personal budget or you can invest that back into your future because you want to make sure every dollar is working for you, whether that's for fun or investing for your future. So those are my big tips for creating the budget starting out. Now, when you first get into the Coast Guard, this is likely your only source of income. However, when you decide to choose your rate and you get further advanced in your Coast Guard career, you will be able to distinguish pretty quickly how can I make more money than just the base pay that I'm getting? Because it always helps to earn increased income with the sources. So if you can find a way to start a side business, use your skills that you have to sell to other people, create a side job, and have additional income, you can work that additional income into a net positive in your budget so that it's not just your Coast Guard salary for the positives in that budget. So let's say, for instance, you like to sell fishing lures on Etsy and you make $300 a month doing that. That's an additional positive to income you can add each month to that budget so that you can further fund your lifestyle expenses or like I prefer in my investment expenses because I just like investing in something I like to do. But if you like the lifestyle side stuff, you want to live a better life, you can add that to your personal funds. So when we talk about the investment side of stuff though, I want to get into how to make the TSP work the best way possible because your first three years in the government as a government employee, your TSP is not being matched. That 5% that you were told that the government would be paying 5% if you're paying 5%, that's not being matched. So they're paying 1% of your salary towards your TSP and you can put as much as you want in. So 
if you start out high and work your way down percentage-wise, you can better flow and control the way you play with your money. So what I recommend doing is you can go into direct access when you get to your first unit. It's an application on your computer that you'll learn about, Bootcamp Direct Access. And you can change your TSP allotment amounts. You can even do this while you're in boot camp if you go on direct access. And I would set it to 15% in the Roth TSP because the Roth TSP gets taxed before going into your TSP. And then when you pull that TSP out when you're 59 and a half, no taxes come out of that. That's your money. And no one's going to touch whatever value that is. That's why the Roth TSP is very good to have inside your um, TSP portfolio. And I highly recommend that everyone making a TSP does a Roth TSP. Now, also, though, you're going to be given a letter in the mail from the TSP that lets you individually go into your account and select which funds you want to invest in. So you're going to be started in the L2060 or 2065 fund, and that's the fund that they put you in when you join the military. However, the best way to maximize your returns are in the C fund and the S fund historically based on the charts. So it's riskier because that's like the stock market is not as much of the bond market as the G fund is, but you'll get much higher return and growth from it. Now, if you're not familiar with investment and you're kind of new to it, there's plenty of Facebook pages that will help you out with deciding what percentage of your money should go in the C fund and what percentage should go in the S fund. It's very important to listen to what those pages are saying, do tons of research and studies on it, and figure out how to best plan out your TSP allotments. Because the earlier we start getting our TSP growing, the more it buoys up due to compound interest, and you can become a TSP millionaire just with your career in the military. And then you have all these skills that you can take out, as we talked about in the last episode, to do another job while having this big cash cow of TSP money at the end of your military career just because you started early. And now your pay is going to go up every year after your second year until your fourth year, and then it'll go up every two years. So all these pay increases, if you just keep that 15% in your TSP or more, if you want to even invest more, you'll never see your pay go down. Your pay will still go up because it'll just be 15% of that pay increase that goes into the TSP. So you're still seeing those pay increases in your actual account to fund your lifestyle. Another big thing I would say about this is just that I wouldn't put that entire 40% number I gave you into the TSP. I would put 15% into it. They'll start matching 5% after three years. And then the beauty of that is that you have another 25% that you can use to play the stock market, buy some cryptocurrency, invest in real estate, and that's all in that investment category. So what that comes down to is just spending a lot of your time doing YouTubing, research some blogs on the internet, and really get into something that you want to be passionate and create a niche about because the people that are left behind are the ones that just collect their paycheck and chill. If you want to get ahead using your Coast Guard money to the maximum capabilities possible, you got to have it work for you in every way that you possibly can. And you want to do it where you're not killing yourself either because you've got to enjoy life and just have a great time too. But that investment portion of your finances is going to be what really grows you and buoys you. So that's why I recommend that 15% minimum in your TSP from right when you get out of boot camp. And again, the process of doing that, 
you'll have some of your unit that knows how to get into this stuff. So you go to direct access, click on your TSP amounts, switch it over to a Roth as soon as possible. Don't do traditional. It'll be taxed after you pull out your money if you don't switch to the Roth. So you want to switch to the Roth. That's just a given. From there, set the percentage amounts and then use your info to get onto the TSP website and then switch where your money's going within the TSP to see in the S funds based on that research you did on the Facebook groups to know exactly where to place your money. And you'll do all set with the investment wise. Expenses wise, my tips and advice for lowering expenses, don't go out to eat as much. Cook your own meals at home. If you live on the cutter, even better because they're going to be providing you meals. Likely you're not going to get the BAS, but you're not going to be paying for food if you live on the cutter. So my number one advice on those expenses is that food will make or break your budget each month depending on how you get crafty with it. I like to do meals in bulk. So if you can cook three or four meals in one go, then that's a really nice way of doing that because you'll likely save money. You will have access to commissaries if you're on a Navy base. They have very cheap meat. Just take advantage of all those little perks that you can to squeeze the most out of your dollar each month because every dollar that's not going towards expenses is either investing in yourself or going towards living your life to its fullest and having fun. Um, dining out gets very expensive, so be careful with dining out. Also with expenses, it's a really good idea to get a credit card and a lot of companies like American Express and Chase waive the annual fees on those credit cards for military members. So if you can get a credit card such as the Amex Blue Cash card, you get 6% cash back on groceries and you get 3% cash back on gas. So for every dollar you spend at the grocery store, you get 6 cents back. Gas stations, every dollar you spend at the pump, increased gas price right now, so this is big, you get 3 cents back at each pump of gas for the gallon. So you can maximize your money by using the credit card within your limits. Don't go out and use your credit card to buy a television because you want that as a lavish expense. Use your credit card to fund already monthly expenses and you just get paid back using what you already would have used it for because by building your credit, you'll look more attractive to realtors when you go and buy a house. And when you're looking to buy a house, if you have the VA and the military behind you backing, and you also have a very good credit, you'll have a much easier time finding a house in this competitive housing market. Last tip for the personal budget side is that is your personal budget for you to use for yourself. Don't be stingy with your personal budget because you got to live and have a great time. And the military is one of the best places to be able to live a little bit and have that free luxury of free time and have a good time when you have your time off. So you don't want to take all that money and invest, 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 because you got to enjoy life while you're here on this earth. <laughs> you live one life and you're only in your 20s and your 30s once. So take that time, spend your money, have a fun time because you know you're already investing 40% of your income. And so you have a budget laid out with how much you can play with each month. You have your investments and expenses already figured out. And then you can additionally pull from that extra money for the me time budget. And your me time budget is going to grow the more years you have in the service. And if you look at the military pay charts, your pay just keeps going up and up. And, you know, that's base pay. That's Base pay is the only pay on your paycheck that be taxed because anything like basic allowance of housing and basic allowance for food, none of that allowances are not taxable. So 
that's a really great way to budget your money. And then if you got a bonus when you join the military, I recommend putting that in your savings account, make that your emergency savings fund, have about six months of expenses saved up. I know that the military is a very stable pay. You're not like you're going to lose your job, but it's always good for everybody to have those six months of expenses in case your car breaks or so you have a house and you need to have expenses covered for that. Anyone can use that six months emergency fund. You, it's very essential to have that. So I would take any bonuses you got, just put it in there, get that up to six months savings and you'll be good to go. So I hope this helps with having people have questions about, well, how can I financially get established? Because if you invest that 40% of your paycheck each month, not all in the TSP, remember, but if you just invest 40%, I promise you, you're going to be doing great things later in life when you watch all those numbers just consistently grow and go up while you're still living a great life on your budget. So that personal budget can also include streaming services. Uh, You can put that as an expense if you want, though. So that personal budget can just be for fun times, going out to the amusement park for day or water park, you know, all that fun stuff. So any more questions about this, please feel free to email or message the Instagram page and I'll be happy to give my advice. I watch tons of YouTube. That's my last piece of advice I can give is watch YouTube and learn from these people that are into finance, real estate, especially budgeting videos. They're all very knowledgeable and smart. And so the more you watch YouTube and the more you spend your time studying and learning, the better off you'll be to be financially established in the military. And always check with your unit too before start another small business that will take time away. They just like being informed if you're starting a new business venture too. It likely won't be a problem, but they want to know. So make sure you tell them if you're going to be starting a small business, such as an Etsy shop or something. Thank you for listening, and we'll be covering more exciting topics on future episodes, so I hope you stay tuned for those.